0: Log Talk Radio. Listen to me, Parsenia Izzard, at my new time, Saturday mornings at 9, for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with an holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parsenia Izzard, at my new time, Saturday mornings at 9, only on
1: AM 860 WWDB. Olivia Mellon is coming to Philadelphia on Saturday, February 10th at 10 a.m. Come attend her three-hour workshop, Men, Women, and Money, Bridging the Gap at the Union League of Philadelphia. For many individuals and couples, money is still the last taboo. This workshop will help you understand men's and women's money myths, how to revise them, money personality types. Are you a spender, hoarder, worrier, avoider, money monk? how you can maximize the benefits of your money styles, gender differences in money, how to minimize conflict, couples polarization patterns, how to identify and resolve them, and effective communication patterns, how to talk about money in professional and personal relationships. Who's the workshop for? For all of you out there, and for counselors, therapists, coaches, and financial professionals, how to help your clients achieve what Olivia Mellon calls money harmony to create true financial security and serenity. Call Olivia at 202-483-2660, extension 4, or email her at moneyharmony at cs.com or register on her website, moneyharmony.com. Free registration only. Don't delay. Space is limited.
0: AM 860 WWDB is your exclusive financial information station right here in the Delaware Valley addressing all areas of investment such as stocks, mutual funds, real estate and so much more. Our investment specialists give you insight
1: on how you can make and protect more of your money. Now as the exclusive home for I'mus in the morning, AM 860 WWDB is also your source for news and entertainment on your
0: drive into work. All this and great money talk too right here on AM 860 WWDB, the Delaware Valley only Money Talk Radio. Hello, this is Matt McCall, your
2: host of Market Close Live. If you've listened to my show in the past, you know I'm a big believer in exchange-traded funds. An exchange-traded fund, often referred to as an ETF, is an alternative option for investors currently in mutual funds. With the majority of mutual funds lagging the performance of the market, many investors have begun to look for another option. Here at Penn Financial Group, we specialize in exchange-traded funds for the individual investor. Whether it be your IRA rollover or your brokerage account or even your small business account,
1: we are able to build an asset allocation plan that suits your needs. For more information on our ETF portfolio management, please go to our website, PennFinancialGroup.com. That's P-E-N-N FinancialGroup.com. Penn Financial Group looks
2: forward to establishing a financial partnership with you. The opinions and statements expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect those of WWDB, its staff, or management.
1: Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner who will show you alternative paths toward health with a holistic approach. Call with your questions or comments at 610-664-4100. Now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Good morning to those of you listening to our live broadcast today,
0: January 13, 2007. And good day to those of you listening to a rebroadcast some other time. You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard at WWDB 860 on the AM dial. We will be simulcast starting February 3, 2007, on an international Internet station, uh, and there will be an 800-call-in number for those outside of the southeastern Pennsylvania area. On this program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products and issues, and we do it with the experts. Only try the therapies shared here after consulting with your physician. Last Saturday, our guest was Dr. Nina Marquis, co-author of the Serotonin Power Diet. At that show's end, we discussed the herb celery and the yoga asana, Mirak Sayasana 1. If you missed that show, you can go to our website at www.amtherapies.com, click on the radio show link, scroll down to the show you want, and click the button under it to listen to the show. If you want to set up an appointment with me, call 610-687-6184. For general information, 610-660-7710. Later, when we open the phone lines, call 610-664-4100 to ask a question of our guest. Our guest today is Greg Braden, author of The Divine Matrix, about the research supporting bridging time, space, miracles, and belief seen in the quantum world. At the end of the program, we will discuss the herb chamomile and the yoga asana, Paschimottanasana. Now it's time for our wellness news. Uh, the source was Sage Publications, January 8, 2007. Uh, evidence-based medicine sufficient, is it for complementary and alternative medicine research? Science Daily put this out, um, edi- evidence-based medicine, or EBM, is widely accepted among researchers as the gold standard for scientific approaches. Over the years, EBM has both supported and denied the value of allopathic medicine practices while having less association with complementary and alternative medicine, CAM, practices. Since most CAM practices are complex and focus on healing rather than cure, the question arises as to whether EBM principles are sufficient for making clinical decisions about CAM. That is the focus of this special issue they put out of Integrative Cancer Therapy by Sage Publications. Quote, while evidence-based medicines on ran- emphasis on randomized controlled trials has many benefits, researchers and clinicians have found that this focus may be too limited for complex systems such as complementary and alternative medicine and other approaches to healing. Uh, End quote, said Wayne B. Jonas, M.D. President and Chief Executive Officer of the Samili Institute and the Special Issues Guest Editor. The December special issue of Integrative Cancer Therapy presents articles that explore EBM and alternative strategies to the EBM for evaluating CAM and, in particular, options for conducting CAM research on cancer. This issue discusses whether clinical research on CAM using randomized placebo-controlled trial designs is the best strategy for making evidence-based decisions in clinical practice and describes strategies that use whole systems and integrated evaluation models as potential new standards for research on CAM for cancer. The second half of this special issue uh, then explores whether basic science adds value to a debate recently resurrected in the Lancet on the value of research on homeopathy. Integrative Cancer Therapies now reports a series of landmark studies on the effects of homeopathy on prostate cancer. These are the first rigorous studies in homeopathy simultaneously using genetic, cellular, and whole animal models of cancer. These studies show that rigorous basic science research can be conducted on this controversial CAM practice and that current evidence warrants continued research on this approach for cancer. Okay, um, now as I said earlier, our guest is Greg Braden. Um, I have a, two quotes here that I'd like to present first. Uh, Brilliant and insightful. I see Greg Braden as one of our great visionaries, and that was Dr. Wayne Dyer. And then we have another quote, Greg Braden is a rare blend of scientist, visionary, and scholar with the ability to speak to our minds while touching the wisdom of our hearts. And that was Dr. Deepak Chopra. Greg Braden is a New York Times best-selling author, is internationally renowned as a pioneer in bridging science and spirituality. His ability to find innovative solutions to complex problems led to successful careers, as a computer geologist for Phillips Petroleum during the 1970s energy crisis, and in the 1980s as a senior computer systems designer for Martin Marietta Aerospace during the last years of the Cold War. In 1991, he became the first technical operations manager for the network innovator, Cisco Systems, where he led the development of the global support team that assures the reliability of today's Internet, Global crises of the late 20th century inspired him to leave the corporations and begin a full-time quest for the solutions that he believes survive in the oldest records of our past. For more than 20 years, Greg has searched high mountain villages, remote monasteries, and forgotten texts to uncover their timeless secrets. To date, his work has led to such paradigm-shattering books as The Isaiah Effect, The God Code, and his newest the divine matrix, bridging time, space, miracles, and belief. Greg's work is now published in 11 languages and 23 countries and shows us beyond any reasonable doubt that we have the power to reverse disease, redefine aging, and even change reality itself by embracing the focused power of human emotion as the quantum language of change. Good morning, Greg. <laughs>
2: Good morning, Parthenia. It is a, a pleasure, just a joy to hear your voice, and mm. I'm I'm talking to you this morning and our listeners from the the beautiful snow packed high <laughs> deserts of northern New Mexico. Oh
0: my, that was what I was one of the first things I was going to ask you. My goodness, that sounds delightful.
2: Well, it, it is. It's just a little more snow than uh, people in this part of the world <laughs> or are used to or, or would like to get uh, all at one time.
0: Sure, sure. Where exactly are you from, Greg? I mean, in terms of where you grew up.
2: Well, I was born and raised uh, in the, uh, actually a very conservative community in, in the Midwest, in Missouri. Oh,
0: okay. And
2: um, lived there uh, until I, uh, I uh, began college uh, studying ocean sciences in Florida and uh, transferring to the, the uh, uh, marine geology and, and eventually a physical geology at Colorado State University, um, uh, where the oil and gas industry hired me before my degree was complete. Uh, And I I went to school nights, finished my degree nights, and worked full-time during the the energy crisis that you mentioned earlier in the the, 1970s.
0: Well, now, as a child, were you aware of this inner interest or inner proclivity toward the divine matrix type of uh, interest?
2: Absolutely, I was always uh, fascinated by by the sciences. For me, Parthi, I've never made a distinction between science and, and spirituality, even as a child. And okay. yeah. It's interesting. Over the holidays, uh, my mom and I were even talking about this. Uh, uh, kindergarten and first grade, she was the the support system that allowed me to learn the planets in the solar system and uh, mm-hmm. the kings of Egypt and the dinosaurs of the Cretaceous. Uh, uh, that was my passion, and and. Uh, she certainly supported me in that.
0: I like to ask my guests because I think parents need to know that they need to find ways of tapping into their children's potential mm-hmm. and inspiring it as much as they can.
2: Well, she'll she'll be the first to admit that she didn't always understand why uh, I was interested in the things I was interested in. They, they were seemingly disparate interests on the one hand. On the other hand, uh, in hide, hindsight, they have uh, paved the way for a, a very solid foundation in the the hard sciences, as well as some of the most cherished traditions uh, of of our past in this culture and other cultures as well.
0: Well, um, for my listeners, I think I'm going to apologize in advance advance, because there is so much in your book that I want to get out to them, (laughs) and I know I'm not going to get close. But I'm going to do my very, very best um, because I feel this is a very important work. And um, if they get a chance, they might want to go ahead and call Borders or Barnes and Noble now and reserve a copy. Um, in the beginning of the book, you provide a very critical overview of the road to the unified theory. Uh, could you briefly sort of take us through that to give our listeners a foundation?
2: Absolutely, Parth. and You know, the, the bottom line, there is a lot of material in the book, and I, and I appreciate your. Uh, uh, saying that up front, uh, and that material it's it supports what is actually a very simple and very ancient premise. and uh, what this uh, the first part of the book that you're talking about, what it's describing, uh, is the fact, and it, it is a fact now. Western science in uh, modern science in the last years of the twentieth and now the the early years of the twenty first century, has only arrived at an understanding that is the basis. And it's where our most uh, ancient uh, spiritual and indigenous traditions have begun for over 7,000 years, in, in the cases of the, of the Vedas, for example, or 5,000 years, in, uh, in the cases of the ancient Hebraic uh, texts. So, so we're just arriving at an understanding now that, uh, uh, that states the fact that we are bathed in a field of intelligent energy, that there is uh, an energetic force that holds this universe together. It's not that it's out there somewhere. We're part of it. Oh. And, and we have the ability to communicate intelligently with that field.
0: Perfect place for us to pause. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Our program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies with my main office in the Tubalop Plaza building, Suite 300, in Pennsylvania. Visit our website at www.amtherapies.com or call the office at 610-687-6184 for appointments, 610-660-7710 for general information. Remember, February 3, 2007, the show will be simulcast on an Internet international station. Stay tuned for our return with Greg Braden, author of The Divine Matrix, about the research supporting bridging time, faith, miracles, and beliefs seen in the quantum world.
1: Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes Chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when alternative medicine therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izard is here to help? Contact alternative medicine therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. And don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom psychologist Parthenia Izard's radio program each Saturday morning at 8 on AM 860
0: WWDB. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izard, at my new time. Saturday mornings at 9, for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with an holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izard, at my new time, Saturday mornings at 9, only on AM 860, WWDB. Welcome to the Wellness with me, psychologist hard To visit our website to participate in my blog, that's one way I get your feedback. Um, we're going to be simulcast February 3rd on an Internet International station where they will stream the program live. Uh, today we're talking with Greg Braden, author of The Divine Matrix, about the research supporting bridging time, space, miracles, and belief seen in the quantum world. Um, Greg, you were giving us an overview. Um, In the book, ladies and gentlemen, it's written in such a very friendly way. I think anybody, regardless of your background in physics, will be able to uh, not only understand but enjoy the process uh, of reading uh, what it is Greg shares. Um, In the book, you you sort of give a brief um, synopsis of Newtonian physics and then field theory, quantum, relativity, physics. Uh, Can you just sort of take us briefly through those so that people will have some of the history under Sure.
2: Their sure. Well, first I, I'd like to say it's so readable. that My mom read the book in 4 hours. So that's <laughs> that's always my gauge. If mom can get through the book, and, uh, she had some questions afterwards, of course, uh-huh. but uh yes, uh wonderful. Where where we left off just before the break is mm-hmm. is that western science is only now acknowledging the existence of the, the stuff that holds our universe together. Uh, And they're asking the question, and they're saying, okay, it's out there. What do we do with it? What does it mean in our lives on the one hand? And on the other hand, Parthena, this is the very place where uh, our ancient indigenous uh, and our most cherished traditions begin is with the understanding that we are all connected in ways that we're only beginning to understand with deep implications in in terms of the healing of our bodies, uh, the healing of our loved ones, the peace, between nations and, and uh, the, literally the, the reality of our world. And my path has been to marry these two ways of knowing, this ancient wisdom, which is good, but it's a, a language that uh, is in some cases over 5,000 years old, with the best science of our day, which is good. It's only 400 years old, and, and it has glaring gaps and inconsistencies, marrying these two ways of knowing together. Uh, into a greater understanding that can can help us uh, in in the very precarious place we find ourselves in in the world today. So the the, the history leading up to this is what you're asking about, that how we arrived at this point um, where we're only now beginning to understand a, a wisdom that has been in existence for 5,000 years. And to understand that in, in the book, uh, the first part of the book I lay out the science, and then we go beyond that into the applications and and how these things apply in our lives there is a uh, a belief in science and there has been from the late uh, 1800s up until the, the late uh, part of the 20th century that everything in our, our universe is separate and this is the, uh, the N- Newtonian mechanical model of, of the universe that what happens in point A has no effect on what's happening in point B uh, and a lot of this uh, Parthenia goes back to uh, a very famous experiment uh, many of our listeners may be familiar with it, it was performed in eighteen eighty seven, the very famous Michelson Morley experiment that was performed to determine once and for all, the settled the controversy that was happening even then, even in eighteen eighty seven, regarding whether or not everything is connected or not. And if if what happens in point A has any effect on what happens in point B, and furthermore, and and the direct applications to this show, if what happens inside of our bodies, our feelings, our emotions, our beliefs, our prayers, have any effect on our bodies or or on the world beyond our bodies, if somehow what we do in our beliefs and feelings and emotions affects the physical world beyond our bodies. So the experiment was performed in 1887. It was a good experiment uh, with the equipment that was available at the time. Uh, in my opinion, it was poorly interpreted, and the results of the experiment were that uh, that there is no stuff that connects the universe. Uh, for the listeners that are tuning in uh, to the show this morning or, or whenever the simulcast happens, let me just give a, a, a brief analogy. If we were to go outside and moisten our finger and place it above our heads, and in the moment that we did that, if we felt no wind against our moistened finger, and from that concluded that no air exists around us. That is the analogy to this 1887 experiment. Of course, we know just because there's no wind doesn't mean that the air isn't there. It just means it's not moving in that moment in time, and that's what happened in this experiment. Uh, the, The belief was that this field that connects everything, this divine matrix, is in motion. And because they detected no motion, they said, well, it must not be there. So from 1887... Until the late 20th century, our physics has been based in the belief that everything is separate from everything else, that there's nothing that connects point A and point B. What happens in one place has no effect on what happens somewhere else, and now we know that simply is not true, and it opens the door to uh, a a vast array of possibilities with really, really deep, powerful, and very personal implications and everything from the healing of our bodies and... uh, the abundance in our lives to, to peace between nations because it's all part of this field this is uh... this is the essence of uh... What the the first part of the book and and our history in science where it has led us is uh... is along the path where we've come from the place of thinking everything is separate
1: uh...
2: as uh... people like um, uh, albert einstein early in the in the twentieth century he, he said there's probably something out there but he said that we probably don't have much effect on the field of energy uh, that connects everything and his his colleague who's with us today dr john wheeler princeton university uh, said just the opposite he said there is something out there and not only do we have an effect on the world through this field but we may directly be uh, affecting the universe as as we know it today by virtue of of this field and the field is so new uh... scientists have yet to to determine uh... And agree upon one name, so we'll see this field represented uh, in, in the open literature. Some people simply call it the field. Uh, some call it. Uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, the former Apollo astronaut, uh, calls it nature's mind. Stephen Hawking calls it the mind of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Divine Matrix uh, is a name that's that's being used, based on Max Planck's statement in 1944, the father of quantum theory, based on his statement that there is uh, a, a conscious and intelligent mind that underlies all of creation, and Max Planck called this mind the Matrix, and this is what the movie The Matrix uh, was actually based upon. So uh, we've, we've traversed this path from believing that everything is separate from everything else uh, in the mid or uh, uh, late 1800s and early 1900s uh, to the point where quantum physics, beginning in 1909, began to understand quantum physicists, began to understand as they studied the physics there is a field out there and that we're part of that field and we're affecting the world around us all the time not just in certain moments of the day but we're affecting the world all the time through our beliefs and our thoughts and our feelings and our emotions by virtue of this field that is the conduit that carries those experiences from inside of our bodies and into the world around us of course that's a very familiar tenant to those who study holistic uh, practices and holistic traditions, we've always heard that we're connected. Uh, but what we're beginning to understand now is science, number one, is validating the fact that the connection exists, and then number two, uh, our role and what that connection means in terms of the everyday uh, events in our lives individually and the collective events globally. is uh, We see what many people feel is, is a world spinning out of control. Uh, it implies and empowers us to uh, to participate, not control or manipulate, the, but to participate in the events that we're seeing unfolding in, in our world. So for the rest of this program, we can talk about – I know there's a lot of material. I wanted to share it now in this first segment so that we could tie back into it uh, in, in meaningful ways as we go through our program this morning.
0: Okay, well, now you, you present three principles uh, in the sort of mid-beginning of the book. You talk about the first one being that everything exists within the divine matrix. All things are connected. Then the second, um, that um, the divine matrix is, is holographic, meaning that any portion of the field contains everything in the field. And then the third principle implying that the past, present, and future are intimately joined. Then you follow up with three, I believe it's three experiments. Can you share those three experiments because they really justify and explain that all of this is so, and then we can go on into how we function within that knowledge sure. in our daily lives.
2: Sure. Well, there, there are a number of, uh, of experiments. I, I, I've worked to illustrate. It took 20 years to put this, this book
0: together. <laughs> I can together. only imagine.
2: And, <sighs> and it, was, uh, it was a result. One of the reasons it took so long, the information was there. I, I did my first public program in 1986 at a little bookstore in Denver, Colorado, and this material was there to the degree that that the research was there at that time. But what I've done, Parthian, in these last, uh, it's just now 20 years, is I've had the opportunity to share this material with with people from uh, all over the world, not just here in North America. And it's taught me the language. I've learned to become a good listener, and it's taught me the language that people need to hear for this kind of material to be meaningful to them and to make sense in their lives. Uh, and, and I have illustrated and punctuated these uh, scientific principles with a lot of case histories and experiments and, and true-life accounts. So the, the, the experiments that you're talking about, there are a number of them out there. Uh, I've chosen three representative experiments that demonstrate scientifically in, in the language of science that we have, have come to trust uh, and, and rely upon to tell us about our world, uh, these, these three representative experiments uh, tell us not only that this field exists, they, they describe our role in the field. So briefly, a very high level. Uh, one of the first experiments was done by a Russian physicist, Dr. Vladimir Poponin, uh, back in the early 1990s. The bottom line of this experiment, he he took stuff our world is made of, tiny packets of energy called photons, little particles of light, subatomic particles, and he introduced human DNA into the containers where these special containers, where these particles uh, were being studied. And he asked the question, he said, what effect does human DNA have on these particles? And this is a radical question to ask because... What he's asking is, what effect does the stuff we're made of have upon the stuff our world is made of? What effect does DNA have on the fundamental building blocks of of the world around us? And at that time, there was nothing, absolutely nothing in conventional wisdom that would suggest that DNA has any effect, Uh, our world is made of at all. And the experiments showed just the opposite. The, The experiments showed that in the presence of human DNA, the photons of the world around us are changed, that they actually conform to the the shape and the quality of the DNA in the container. So this first experiment, that was encapsulating the bottom line of that first experiment. The DNA affects the world around us. The second experiment was done, uh, uh, a number of these experiments, by the Institute of Heart Math, uh, H-E-A-R-T, capital M-A-T-H, all one word. Uh, You may have had some of their folks on, on your program, a pioneering research institute based in Northern California uh, exploring the, the, the power of the human heart that, that goes way beyond simply pumping blood in our bodies. And what they found was they isolated human DNA to, to see what effect very precise kinds of emotions would have on the physical DNA molecule. In other words, they're saying, If we create what are called coherent emotions in our heart, uh, anger, hate, jealousy, rage, or love, compassion, understanding, forgiveness, what effect will those emotions have on DNA that's not even in our bodies? It's in a container uh, in the same room, physically separated from the bodies. And again, there's nothing in conventional Western science that suggests there should be any effect. Uh, and the studies showed they, that they, they were. They were published in the Open Science Journals, and I document this in the book, that the changes in human emotion changed what is called the conformation, or the shape, and the quality of, of the DNA. And this is the first time we've seen this under laboratory conditions. So what these two experiments show is that DNA is affecting the stuff our world is made of, the first experiment, the second one. the the emotions in our bodies is changing the DNA that's changing the stuff our world is made of. So these two experiments alone suggest that when we can feel a certain way in our bodies, that we're having a direct effect on the world beyond our bodies. And that is precisely uh, what the research, what the ancient text traditions, we have video documentation showing that we can create feelings in our bodies that literally heal Uh, cells in our bodies, heal cancerous tumors, change physical reality around us, and it looks like a miracle, Parthenia, until we understand this relationship, and then it's no longer a miracle, uh, it becomes a technology, and it's a technology that's been around for about 5,000 years. The third experiment, and I know we're coming up on a break, so I'm going to do this very quickly, uh, because... Because the divine matrix that connects us works so well, it told me we're coming (laughs) up on a break. The third experiment was very simple. U.S. military separated DNA from the person it came from by hundreds of miles. They exposed the person to graphic video clips to create uh, uh, real emotions that, that couldn't be faked inside the body of that person in Los Angeles, for example. And, and that person's DNA is in Phoenix, Arizona, 400 miles away. It's alive, and the DNA is, is acting and responding to the emotions as if they were still in the body.
0: Wonderful. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. With me, psychologist Is Izard. Our program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies with my main office in the Tubala Plaza building, Suite 300, in Balakinwood, Pennsylvania. Visit our website at www.amtherapies.com or call the office for general information at 610-660-7710. Stay tuned for our return with Greg Braden, author of The Divine Matrix, about the research supporting bridging time, space, miracles, and beliefs seen in the quantum world. Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, at my new time, Saturday mornings at 9, for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with an holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, at my new time, Saturday mornings at 9, only on AM 860, WWDB.
1: Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation alternative medicine therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless alternative medicine therapies like iridology kinesiology reflexology energy medicine which includes chi light therapy Acupressure and Psychological Consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with psychologist Parthenia Izard is here to help. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard's radio program each Saturday morning at 8 on AM 860 WWDB.
0: You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Our guest next week, January 20, 2007, is Dr. Eve Woods, psychiatrist, professor, award-winning author of There's Always Help, and her new book, Ten Steps to Take Charge of Your Emotional Life, Overcoming Anxiety, Distress, and Depression Through Whole Person Healing. Now we are talking with Greg Braden, uh, the author of The Divine Matrix. Um, Greg, um, you were ta- you were giving us that um, feedback about those three experiments, which I think are critical and give a good foundation uh, for what everything that's in your book and what you're going to talk about later. I also want the listeners to know that throughout the book, uh, Greg um positions twenty different keys which sort of synthesize the information he's giving you along the way, um, which sort of will help those who may be having a little difficulty um uh, understanding some of the as- some of the concepts. Um, you talk about a blueprint, um the conscious and, and intelligent mind. Would you like to clarify what that means?
2: Well, sure, uh, Parthenia. This last segment, we, we covered a lot of material. We did it quickly at a very <laughs> high level, uh, intentionally, so that we could we could have this part of the conversation. The bottom line, the bo- bottom line to what the experiments are showing and and what makes this seemingly complex material so very simple, uh, is that we don't have to know any of the, the technical aspects of what we're talking about. Um, our, our left brain in this culture. Likes to understand the science, but other other cultures uh, they simply accept these relationships and, and they don't need to understand that if we want the science mm-hmm. it's there what to encapsulate what those experiments showed was that there is a field of energy that connects us with our world and that field, the divine matrix, is a container it's it's what holds the universe together it's it's the bridge between our inner and our outer world it's It's the the conduit that carries our thoughts, feelings, prayers, and emotions into the world around us in a meaningful way, and it is a mirror, mirroring back to us in in the quantum stuff our world is made of, mirroring back to us what it is that we create, sometimes knowingly, sometimes not, sometimes consciously, sometimes uh, unconsciously, uh, in in our thoughts and our beliefs. So when we look at the relationships around us, our most intimate relationships or our workplace relationships, the abundance in our lives, the healing in our bodies, as different as these things all sound from one another, they are all related through this field of energy. And, and the key is that the field simply mirrors back to us what it is that we're creating in our beliefs. That's, that's the bottom line to everything that we're doing. The experiments showed that emotion changes the DNA that is changing the world around us. That's the mechanism. But we don't have to know that mechanism, and we anecdotally already know that positive emotions of love, compassion, understanding, forgiveness, uh, are life-affirming in our bodies. And what is new and what this work is showing is that those effects extend beyond our bodies into the world around us uh, in very uh, surprising, and and from my perspective, very empowering ways, uh, making us participants in what's happening in, in, in the world around us. So this is, uh, as we sprinkle those 20 keys of conscious creation, they're like little uh, milestones, uh, little benchmarks along the way that kind of help us grasp the concepts. But at the very end, uh, the, the key is it's about what we create in our feelings and our emotions and how we speak this nonverbal language to, to the field of energy that connects everything. Uh, in a meaningful way, so that, that's the, the the key to why I, I think this material is so important.
0: Now, in the book, you give um, an example. You use a Neville reference uh, with a patient that he had.
2: Yeah, isn't that a beautiful example?
0: Oh, it's wonderful. You want to share, share? I would
2: I would love to. I'd just be honored to. For our uh, readers that may not be familiar, there was a brilliant philosopher uh, early in the 20th century. I believe he died in 1972. Mm-hmm. From the uh, Indies, his name was simply Neville. Uh, and in, in non-religious, non-scientific terms, Neville laid out so many of these principles so beautifully. Uh, and, and one of the examples uh, showing just how powerful this force is that we have within our bodies to change our bodies. I share in the book, it was uh, a gentleman in his, in his 20s uh, had been diagnosed by Western doctors with a, a fatal heart condition. Unusual because he was so young. Uh, he was married. He had uh, two or three beautiful children. He had every reason in the world to live. Um, and by the time Neville found out about this man's condition, he was so weak. Uh, the The accounts show that the man couldn't even speak. He could just nod his head, uh, showing that he could under he was understanding what people were saying to him in, in the hospital. And Neville went to his hospital bed and he said he said Your condition can change." He said, because it just requires a change in your consciousness, in your belief. People say to me all the time, they say, Greg, that's just too easy. It's too simple. Uh, And Neville shows it doesn't have to be any more difficult than that. What he said to the man was this. He said, there's a field out there that's going to respond. It will mirror what it is that you believe. He said, I want you to see in your mind, see your doctor coming in, looking in disbelief at the medical charts, and saying to himself again and again, it's a miracle, it's a miracle this man is healed. Not just to think those things in his mind, he said, but I want you to feel the feeling of what it feels like to be in the presence of the doctor when he's looking at you and saying that you have made a miraculous recovery. Well, six weeks later, Neville was at the man's house with his family having dinner. The man had walked out of the hospital. He had immediately begun to feel better. His body began to respond. Uh, And and now we know the science behind why this happens because it's the feelings and the emotions and the beliefs that we create what are called coherent heart-based emotions that trigger the chemistry in our brain that tell our brain to either send life-affirming or life-denying chemistry into our bodies, life-affirming hormones of of growth and support or life-denying hormones, uh, the the stress response, um, and and shutting down our immune system, it all begins in our heart, and the language that we use in our heart is this language that we call human emotion, human feeling, and human belief, and uh, and this example uh, that that Neville shares in in his book, by the way, uh, this particular book of Neville's is called The Power of Awareness, uh, it was published, I believe, back in the in the 1950s, 1952, I believe, uh, and it's a it's a powerful, potent, graphic, and very brief example of just how uh, how powerful this language of belief in our bodies really is to to speak not only to the stuff we're made of, but to speak to the stuff that our world is made of. So the man the man recovered, he healed, and uh, lived a a happy life and actually uh, began teaching the principles that Neville had shared with them that had healed him from direct experience.
0: Okay, you go f- further on in the book to talk about why it's not just simply a matter of thinking something, uh, what more is needed, and what the quality of that more is, and how often or, or how how the continuity has to be in place as well. Um, you know, um, there are phrases like uh, prayer without ceasing, their phrases like, um, you know, it, 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 when you stop, uh, focus, of course, what you're trying to enable to occur is also stopped. Sure. So anyway, could you just sort of take us through some of that?
2: I, I can, and I know we're coming up on a break <laughs> really quickly. So what I'll say is this, I'll say a statement, and right. then after the break we'll flesh out that statement. But the, right. the key is this field, the divine matrix, responds to what we feel in our in our hearts, not what we're thinking in our minds, but, but the, the power, the language is actually based in the power of human feeling and human emotion. And by the way, Parthia, these are the very uh, experiences that have been denied in Western culture, particularly in males, and that were edited mm-hmm. right out of our biblical text 1,700 years ago, the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Nag Hammadi Library texts that tell us, give us the instructions of how to feel that this quality, how to hone this quality of feeling in our lives, uh, was edited, and so we tend to discount these things in our lives, when they're most actually one of the most powerful forces that are being shown in uh, in the universe right now.
0: Very true, and it's un- uh, it's unfortunate uh, as you as you said, um, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. Oh, now see. Johnny is over there giving me these cues, as you all know, and he gave me the cue that we were almost time for a break, and then he shows me, no, we have a little more time. Okay, so great. So we might go on a little.
2: <laughs> well, I'm, I'll just wait to hear that beautiful music that comes up telling us it's time to go. <laughs> okay. So, so the, um, uh, the, the, where we're going with this whole thing, it's it's the power – of the field is mirroring back the language of what we're creating in our hearts. We're conditioned to feel the feelings of the things we don't have. Someone tells us we're ill or that we're diseased, we're conditioned to, to feel the effects of, of that disease and the sadness and the mm-hmm. frustration. Or we get to the end of the, the month and there's no money in the checkbook for the rent, we're conditioned to feel the feeling of what it feels like to be in that lack and, and to, to, uh, to not have that abundance. And the field simply mirrors that back to us. The ancient texts tell us how to do just the opposite.
0: You're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Our program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies. My main office is in the Tubala Plaza building, Suite 300 in Balakinwood, Pennsylvania. Visit our website at www.amtherapies.com or call the office at 610-687-6184 for appointments, 610-660-7710 for general information. Stay tuned for our return with Greg Braden author of The Divine Nature*, about the research supporting bridging time-based miracles and beliefs seen in the quantum world.
1: Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies at 610-660-7710 for an initial consultation. Isard is here to help. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation at 610-660-7710 and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com. And don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izard's radio program each Saturday morning at 8 on AM 860-WWDB.
0: Don't passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, cold, flu, and other ailments. Listen to me, Parthenia Izzard, at my new time, Saturday mornings at 9, for Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom. I am a local natural health care practitioner and psychologist. I will show you alternative paths toward health with an holistic approach. Don't miss Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, Parthenia Izzard, at my new time, Saturday mornings at 9, only on AM 860 WWDB. Parthenia Izzard. You visit our website to participate in my blog, and be aware that February third, two 2007, those of you who may be picking up uh, the station irregularly, you will be able to pick it up on the internet without any difficulty at all. Today we're talking with Greg Braden, author of The Divine Matrix. You want to pick up where you left off, Greg? Sure.
2: You know, we're covering a lot of material this morning, and, and where we left off was with the uh, some of the moving into the more practical application, we have talked a little bit about the science showing uh, under laboratory conditions that what we are doing inside of our bodies is having an effect not only upon our bodies, but the effect that actually extends beyond our bodies into the world around us. Uh, scientists now acknowledge this and they're asking the question, okay, how real is this in our everyday lives? What do we do with it? And, and this is so interesting to me because our most ancient uh, and cherished spiritual and indigenous traditions from the monasteries uh, in in the, the central highlands of China and Tibet, uh, to the the mountains of uh, the monasteries, the mountains of, of the Sinai Peninsula in in Egypt, uh, into the little villages of the Andes in southern Peru and Bolivia, all of their traditions begin with this place. They say, yes, we're connected, and that we all have the power to create inside of our bodies the quality of feeling and emotion that speaks in a meaningful way to the stuff that holds our world together, the divine matrix. And when we choose to use that language, and it is a conscious choice, when we use the language that the field understands, it will mirror back to us precisely what it is that we've just created. And this is interesting to me because in our culture, where we wake up every day and we're inundated with fear, in the media, and we're we're conditioned to be afraid of things that that we believe we have no control over. Whether it's an avian flu coming from halfway around the world, or uh, a climate change that uh, no one really understands or, or knows what where it's leading, or uh, or the possibility and the threat of, of global war and nuclear proliferation, all these things are, are we're faced with every day, and the net result is they create a fear and anxiety inside of our bodies. And the principle that is being shown in the laboratory and that the ancient traditions suggest is that that the world around us will keep mirroring back what it is that we feel. And it's an unbiased field out there. The field doesn't know about right, wrong, good, or bad. It's a very literal field. A growing number of of scientists, Parthian, are now beginning to view the entire universe as a massive consciousness computer of real-time consciousness, computer, and just like every computer has a language that speaks to the computer to get things done, the universe computer has a language that it understands that changes the things in our world, and and that language is what we call feeling and belief. So where all this brings us is if we'd like to to see change in our personal lives, in the abundance, both our our material and our, our immaterial abundance. Uh, the nurturing in our relationships, the health in our bodies, the peace at our family dinner table, or or the peace in our communities, it's all the same thing linked through this field. What we are invited to do is to, to feel the feelings in our hearts and give thanks of gratitude and appreciation as if those things have already happened. To feel the feeling, just like in Neville's example of the man, the young man that healed his heart condition in a matter of days, when doctors told him he was going to die. Uh, To feel the feeling is if our healing has all... not think the thought, feel the feeling. And this is where the workshop begins, because the power of our feeling is what has been discouraged and denied. As a culture, we're just learning what it means to feel in a meaningful way, and that's really the the essence of of what this book is all about, the power of the divine matrix.
0: And ladies and gentlemen
2: the field is there and and this is the language that that uh, that it recognizes
0: and ladies and gentlemen if you want to know how you control which of the many possible outcomes there could be you need to read the book because it gives you a blueprint for why one eventual or why one reality is uh present or you're aware of one reality as opposed to something else that might be a possibility that you would wish I'm sorry I'm trying to say it as best I can but it is a beautiful a lot. job I want you to leave our uh, listeners with a, a, a Pearl of Wisdom before you go
2: oh sure it's I'm actually watching the beautiful blue skies come up now in the mountains of Northern New Mexico as, as the light as it gets light from, <laughs> from our early morning program and uh, it's a beautiful day here still a lot of snow on the ground and the, and the wisdom is the wisdom we already know if the field is mirroring back to us what we create it it once again leads us back to the understanding that we must become in our lives the very things that we'd like to experience in our world. We must become that peace, feel the feelings as if the peace has already happened, and give thanks of gratitude and appreciation every day for the healing that is already happening in our bodies, because it is happening. Every moment of every day our bodies are healing themselves, and it's uh, our path is to recognize that, to seek out the, those good things, identify them, focus upon them, uh, and empower them as the language that this field recognizes so, so it can give us those things back again and again. We've got to give that field something to recognize.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: I want to thank you for being such a gracious host.
0: Oh, thank you. And for the,
2: the forum so we can have this conversation early on Saturday morning. I appreciate you very much.
0: Thank you. And I'm going to try my best to get you back.
2: Alright. Well, God bless you and, and listeners. Have a great weekend.
0: Thank you. Take care. Okay, now it's time for our herb of the day. Today's herb is chamomile. The part used medicinally are the flowers and the plant. Uh, some of the nutrients include choline, vi- vitamins B1, B3, and BC. It reduces inflammation, stimulates the appetite, and aids the digestion and sleep. acts as a diuretic and nerve tonic. Now for our yoga sauna, Paschimottanasana. sauna. You sit in Dadasana, with an exhalation, lean forward, extend the arms and hold the feet. Inhale, put on, pull on the feet, and extend the trunk up from the pubis. Stretch both sides of the trunk and open the chest, make the back concave. look up. Exhale, bend the elbows outward and take the trunk toward the legs. Move the pubis back to bring the hips closer to the sides. Open the buttock bones away from each other. Extend the front sides and back, the body simultaneously toward the feet. Move the navel and the side ribs forward, catch further, rest the head on the shin, stay, breathe evenly for 30 to 60 minutes, seconds rather, and keep the back and the head relaxed, inhale and come up. Um, the benefits include toning the complete spine, massaging abdominal and pelvic organs and improving digestion. Uh, you've been listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard, at WWDB 860 AM. Our guest next weekend, January 20, 2007, will be Dr. Eve Woods, psychiatrist, professor, and award-winning author of There's Always Help and her new book, 10 Steps to Take Change, Take Charge of Your Emotional Life, Overcoming Anxiety, Distress, and Depression Through Whole-Person Healing. The herb will be Shankar Pietra and the Asana Upavista Konasana. Uh, I want to invite you to intern on the program, send current event items and morsels of wisdom from young people about anything related to wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. You can email your articles or recordings to consult at amtherapies.com or mail CDs to the office at Tubala Plaza, Suite 300, Bala, Pennsylvania, 19004. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers the public iridology and kinesiology assessments, Consultations and in nutrition, meditation, acupressure, psychological consultations. Visit our website at www.amtherapies.com. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Be well. AM eight sixty is WWDB Philadelphia, the Delaware Valley's only money.